Hello and welcome to another episode of the Into the Huddle podcast, where we break down all the biggest news and stories in the NFL. First, we'd like to thank you for tuning into this episode and any other episodes we've released so far, and we'd like to please ask you to uh, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks, and stay tuned for the episode. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Into the Huddle podcast. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm JW. And today we're going to be talking about week 10 in the NFL. We're also going to make our mid-season predictions for the Super Bowl and predict some of the games of week 11. So first, let's talk about the Tennessee Titans. They are one of the hottest teams in the NFL They've won six games in a row, and some of them have been without Derrick Henry. And personally, I've been kind of surprised by the Titans because when Derrick Henry went down, I thought they were really going to struggle. I didn't think they would be able to beat the Rams, and I didn't think they would beat the Saints last week. But to their credit, they've won both their games uh, without Derrick Henry, and now they're the number one seed in the NFL. But there are still questions about whether this is sustainable and whether they are a real Super Bowl contender. Do you think they're going to challenge for a Super Bowl this year? I don't think they're going to challenge for a Super Bowl. They have one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. They play six games against the AFC South, which is just terrible. The whole division is terrible. That's pretty much six easy wins for them. And the rest of their games aren't that hard. They're 8-2 and two now, and they have two tough games throughout the rest of the season, and the rest are just filled with the Jaguars, the Texans twice, the Dolphins, the 49ers, teams that we all know just aren't that good. So they're going to get the number one seed because of that, but they're not contenders when they go up against the Bills again, the Chiefs again, really any – playoff team in the AFC, I don't think they're contenders. So I think it's really going to depend about when Derrick Henry comes back and if he comes back um, the same way he was when he got hurt. Because before Derrick Henry got hurt, some people were arguing he should be MVP because he was he had almost a 1,000 yards in just like the first six games of the season. So if I think if Derrick Henry comes back like, say, at the start of the playoffs, and is the same Derrick Henry that was such a monster early on in the season, I think the Titans can be a real force because they, they obviously, Derrick Henry's great, and I think Ryan Tannehill is playing really well right now. Obviously, a lot of people kind of criticize Ryan Tannehill a lot because of his Dolphin years, but he's been pretty solid this season. They have Julio Jones, they have A.J. Brown, and crucially, I think that Mike Vrabel has done a great job of rebuilding this defense, which had been one of the worst defenses in the NFL last year, and all of a sudden, they shut down the Rams, and I know it was against Trevor Simeon in the, and the Saints, but they still played well against the Saints. I mean, okay, they beat them by two, and they had Trevor Simeon as starting quarterback. And, like, a 70-year-old Mark Ingram at running back. I mean, that's true, but we all know it's Sean Payton can still, even with with Trevor Simeon, can still put up big points and 
big numbers. And that offense with Alvin Kamara, especially, is going to be really explosive. So I think it was still impressive to hold them to only 21 points. So, yeah, I think I agree with you that I don't think they're as good as the Bills. And we're going to talk about the Chiefs later on and how they've kind of had a resurgence lately. But I think the Titans, if they get Derrick Henry, and that's a big if, if they get Derrick Henry back healthy and the same way he was before he got hurt, I think they can be real contenders. So let's move on and talk about one of the big upsets of the week. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost their second consecutive game against the Washington football team by 10 points. And Taylor Heineke played really well. The Washington football team defense shut down Tom Brady and the Bucks offense, even though I believe Chase Young did get hurt midway through the game. So pretty impressive from the Washington football team. But let's focus more on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is their second straight loss, and it hasn't been two losses against great teams. It's been against the football team and the Saints, who I think are a solid team, but they're not what we would consider Super Bowl contenders. So should we be concerned about the Bucs? Moving forward, I don't think we should be too concerned about the Bucks. They have Tom Brady at quarterback. They've still got the amazing offense that they had last year and the amazing defense that they had last year. So you can't be too concerned. Yeah, they dropped two games in a row in the middle of the season. But when it gets late in the year, playoff time, Tom Brady and Bruce Arians are going to have this team rolling with a full head of steam going into the playoffs. Yeah, the only thing I would say is I agree that Tom Brady – is still Tom Brady, and he'll figure it out because he always figures it out, and I'm I'm done doubting Tom Brady because he proves all of his doubters wrong every single time. But I am concerned about their defense because their defense was such an important part of their team last year. If their defense was not so good in the playoffs, they do not beat the Saints, and they do not beat the Packers, and they do not destroy the Chiefs. So given that, their defense is really weak this year and it's allowing so many points and so many yards against Taylor Heineke who's looked terrible this year I think it could be a real problem because it's one thing to have Tom Brady with a great defense and all he needs to do is is just not really be a game manager but just like help his team win he doesn't have to carry his whole team, like Patrick Mahomes has to do this year. And it's another thing to have a terrible defense and all of a sudden he needs to score 40 points in order to win. Yeah, well, I, I do agree with you. The defense needs to step it up. But it's really the back end of the defense DBs. They've still got the amazing front seven with guys like Devin White, Ndamukong Sue, Vita Vea, Jason Pierre-Paul, uh, you know, Shaq Barrett. They've got a great front seven, but the DBs, they've been really injured, really banged up back there. And really the only guy they have left who's from their team last year is Antoine Winfield because everyone else has just been getting hurt. Richard Sherman, who they picked up midway through the year, was has been getting hurt. So if they figure it out on the back end, they've still got the amazing defense from last year and are easily one of the top contenders in the NFC. So let's also talk about Tom Brady's former team the New England Patriots, who absolutely destroyed the Browns this week. It was, I believe the score was like 45-7. to Baker Mayfield looked terrible, as 
We predicted he would. We said the Patriots would win this game convincingly, and they did. Um, I think, honestly, I think the Patriots are a real threat in the AFC. You look at the AFC right now, and there's not really, like, a team that stands out as, like, a prime contender. We talked about the Titans. They don't have Derrick Henry. The Chiefs defense is still a problem. The Chargers are super inconsistent. And, you know, the Bills, as we talked about last week, they've been they've had some games where they just don't show up and look super weak. So I think this Patriots team, with the experience that Bill Belichick has, we know Bill Belichick in the playoffs will outcoach everyone and will always put in his team in the best position to win. They have a great defense that's kind of, obviously, last year they struggled a bit because so many players opted out. A lot of those players are back. Now their defense is back to what it used to be. And also Mac Jones, who I think is kind of gone under the radar a bit because he plays for the Patriots and because he's not the flashiest quarterback. But I think he's in contention along with Jamar Chase to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. He has been way better than I thought he was going to be. Clearly the best young rookie quarterback. I think the Patriots are for real. I think the evil empire is back. The Patriots, I think, are going to make a run in January. Yeah, I agree with you. Once this team gets to the playoffs, I mean, Bill Belichick, we know he's amazing in the playoffs. Mac Jones, he won a national championship in college, so it's not going to be like it's his first rodeo being in under the lights, super huge game. He's he's shown that he's been able to do it in the playoffs before, so – I think if any rookie quarterback goes into the playoffs and plays well, it's going to be Mac Jones because of the experience. And I think this whole team, they're very sneaky, and they could definitely beat some teams that come into the playoffs going like 11-6, and 12-5, all that, even though they're, on, they're going to kind of sneak into a wild card spot. They're a scary team to face in the playoffs. And also, if they do manage to – beat the Bills in the division and clinch the division, we all know how hard it is to play in Foxborough in January and February. So let's talk about the other team in that game, the Cleveland Browns, who look terrible, and especially Baker Mayfield looked terrible before he got hurt. I think we have to really start to question whether Baker Mayfield is the future of the Cleveland Browns because this team has the talent to go places and. He's not terrible. He's not, you know, a complete bust, but he is underwhelming and he doesn't have that sort of wow factor where you just look at him and he just does a play where only a few quarterbacks in the NFL can do that. He's just so average and against good defenses, he looks worse than average. I don't think the Browns can have that. I think if I am the Browns, GM right now and the Browns coaching staff, I have to look at other options for the future of my franchise because Super Bowl windows are so small. Like you only have one, two, or maybe three years to really make a Super Bowl run. The Browns have a, the talent to make that run. I don't think they have the quarterback. What yeah, I think? agree with you. Their run game is amazing. No matter who they throw out there, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, last game, those two were hurt. They threw out Deontay Johnson. 
he rushed for five yards of carry and almost 100 yards. And have you ever heard of DeAndre Johnson? Because I have not. And with this, I mean, they had OBJ, they had Jarvis Landry. They had to trade away OBJ, one of the best wide receivers in the game, because he wasn't gelling with Baker Mayfield. They should have got rid of Baker Mayfield and gotten a new quarterback to gel with OBJ to lead this team to a championship. Let's talk also about another team that's struggling. The Seattle Seahawks, uh, my favorite team, who have been really bad this year. And they just played so poorly against the Green Bay Packers, got shut out in Russell Wilson's first game back. What are your impressions of the Seahawks right now? The Seahawks are just – they're just like – the whole organization can be to blame for this, this season just not going well. Russell Wilson, he was kind of, you know, before the season, there was a lot of talk about him. Does he want to be in Seattle? DK Metcalf, their star wide receiver, has not helped at all. Getting thrown out of games, getting fined, like going on Twitter and talking about what commenters are saying about him. This team is just, when your stars are doing stuff like that, it's it's hard to win. Yeah, and I mean, Honestly, as a Seahawks fan, I think it's time to blow it up. I think it's time to trade Russell Wilson. And I know that sounds like really radical and like an overreaction to this season. But the Seahawks have to realize that even though they're a bad team, they have a lot of like individual talent. Jamal Adams is really talented. Uh, Bobby Watt, I mean, I think he's really good in the run game. I he did have an interception this week. Which... Okay, okay. That interception was Aaron Rodgers spinning around, not even looking at the end zone, just chucking it up. That that had, took no skill. I could have made that interception. Honestly, pretty much anyone past the JV level who played safety could make that interception. Um, I could get a 50-year-old, like, former NFL safety walking out there with a stroll with like a cane and he could have made that interception. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, yeah, like a lot of people criticize him because he doesn't have a lot of interceptions, but his job is mostly to defend against the run. And obviously I don't think that's that valuable. Like it's not worth two first round picks, but he still has some value. And I guess my point is they have a lot of talent. Like DK Metcalf could fetch a first round pick easily. Right. So, and they're at this point where, oh, beyond just trading all these pieces, I think they also need to get rid of Pete Carroll. And I know that's, again, a controversial take because Pete Carroll has done a lot for this franchise. But at the same time, in the past few years, what has Pete Carroll done? Pete Carroll is supposed to run the defense. The defense is supposed to be great because of Pete Carroll. And right now, it's ranked 31st in the NFL. And also... Ever since the owner, Paul Allen, died a few years back and Pete Carroll gained more power in making personnel decisions and having more influence over the draft process, the Seahawks have consistently shown an inability to draft well. The only person I can think of who they drafted well in the past few years has been DK Metcalf. Every single other player has been a bust. So if I'm the Seahawks right now, I think... It's been a great run with Russell Wilson. It's been a great run with Pete Carroll. But we have to recognize that it's time to move on. We're in a prime position to move on because we have all this talent. 
clearly it's not working. So let's look to the future instead of trying to recreate something from the past. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to get it done with Russell Wilson and this team anytime soon. You, your best bet is to blow it up because trying to rebuild around Russell Wilson, it's going to take three, four, or five years. And by that time, do we really know how well, how good of a quarterback he's going to be? And even you mentioned how good is he going to be? I've already seen a decline a little bit in Russell Wilson because from the first half of last year, he was the number one MVP candidate and he was playing lights out. And then all of a sudden, like around November last year, he just started playing really poorly. And really, it wasn't the defense's fault that the Seahawks kind of lost some steam at the end of the season. It was Russell Wilson and the offense who weren't playing well. I think of the wild card game against the Rams, where Russell Wilson did not had probably one of his worst games as a pro. And even this year, he put up good numbers, but he's not being that factor. Like, he's not playing well enough to overcome all the problems for the Seahawks. So I think if you if you keep Russell Wilson and you try to try to like try to aim to be good next year, you run the risk that he loses a lot of trade value, which is why I think you need to blow it up. Let's talk also about one of the other teams that has been kind of disappointing in the NFC West lately, the LA Rams, who two weeks ago looked like one of the best teams in the NFL. They traded for Von Miller, they signed Odell Beckham. They're supposed to be this super team that's going to sweep by everyone to the Super Bowl. And they lost two games now. They lost to the 49ers and obviously lost to the Titans the week before that. And they haven't just lost those games. They've looked terrible. Matt Stafford has looked like the Matt Stafford of the Detroit Lions. So I would be really concerned about the Rams because this has now been a couple of weeks where they have all this talent, but they never find a way to like collectively play well. It, it almost feels like they have a lot of individual stars around their team, but not really like that team identity, if that makes any sense. Like they, they feel like just a collection of talent and not a team. What do you think about that? Yeah, I'd agree with you. I mean, they brought in a lot of big people just throughout through trades and they haven't really developed a team. They're drafting making like smart under the radar trade. They've just been throwing first round picks out the window to try and pick up whatever star they can. And it's just like, eventually you're going to get some guys who don't gel well together and the whole thing's going to fall apart. Yeah, absolutely. So that's it for our breakdown of week 10. But now that most of the teams or actually all of the teams have played at least uh, nine games. Let's talk about our midseason Super Bowl predictions because probably most of them will be a bit different from what they were at the start of the season. So I'll go to you, JW, first. Who do you think, given what we've seen now midway through the season, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? See, the Super Bowl, so I think – Baltimore is going to come out of the AFC, and I think Arizona is going to come out of the NFC. I think those two teams have just kind of shown that they're, uh, they're they're two of the best teams. They have quarterbacks who are experienced, play well under pressure, and I think if those two go up against each other, Kyler Murray, 
comes out on top because he has more weapons on the offense. And I think that is what will tip the scales in the Super Bowl matchup between the two. So I'm going to go in the NFC. I'm going to go for the Dallas Cowboys. I really believe that the Dallas Cowboys are a great team this year. I think Mike McCarthy has kind of done an underrated job. He gets a lot of criticism, but I think he's been a really good head coach for the Dallas Cowboys this year, and their roster is stacked. And beyond just the qualities of the Dallas Cowboys, I look in the NFC and I ask myself, who else like is really a contender? You mentioned the Cardinals, but Kyler Murray kind of has been banged up these past few weeks, so I don't know about them. We talked about the Rams' inconsistency. The Packers, I don't really trust them because the whole drama around Aaron Rodgers and all that. And then the Buccaneers have been kind of – their defense has been off. So just based on, like, the weakness of the NFC overall, I think the Dallas Cowboys are primed to make a Super Bowl push. In the AFC, I'm going to agree with you on the Ravens. And I know they just lost to the Dolphins, and that's kind of like a bad loss. But – we know how hard it is to play in Miami sometimes. Like, it's kind of like a change in pace for a lot of teams to play in Miami. I think the Ravens are going to get healthier. Lamar Jackson's going to play really well. And it's kind of the same deal as in the NFC where there's not really any prime contender. So I think I'll stick with my prediction at the start of the season. I think the Ravens are going to make it and they're going to play the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Now, what? speaking of the Cowboys... One of the marquee matchups next week is the Dallas Cowboys against the Kansas City Chiefs. Huge game between two potent offenses. So let's talk about that game. Who do you think is going to win it, JW? I think the Chiefs had a great game last week. They're going to continue, have a great game this week, and are going to kind of take over that number one spot in the AFC West and prove why they are the dominant team that has been dominating the AFC West for these past few years. Patrick Mahomes going to come back. This is his revenge tour for everyone saying he was, he was trash four weeks ago. He's going to, he's going to light up the Cowboys defense. Tron Diggs, everyone talks about him. He's amazing. I think he's going to give up a bomb to Tyree kill and just get toasted second play of the game. So I'm going to pick the Cowboys in this game. I'm, I spoke about how I think they're a really great team earlier, and I'm going to stick by them. I agree with you about Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, seems like he's kind of experiencing a resurgence of late because, I mean, talk about the game against the Raiders. He was spectacular in that game. Vintage Patrick Mahomes performance, reminding everyone about how good he is. So I think he's still going to be great in this game, but I think the key factor will be that the Chiefs' defense is still not very good. I still have a lot of questions about them in the secondary. And with how good the Cowboys' offense is, I think they're going to be able to exploit it. So even though the Chiefs might be able to score a ton of points and Mahomes will be great, it won't matter because the Chiefs won't be able to stop the Cowboys and they'll just outscore the Chiefs in an absolute track meet. I think this is going to be a super high-scoring game. Yeah, I, I think we both agree. Yeah. This one's going to be a shootout. They're going to score 30, 40 points each, and, but I think the Cowboys are going to come out on top. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Into the Huddle podcast. 
Once again, we would really appreciate it if you could subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.